Hey guys, welcome back to the Working Gals Guide podcast. And you know the deal. I'm here to interview people in all different careers, all different industries, and chat about their journey and how they got there. I'm really here to help you get inspired and really help you find your dream job as well. So welcome to our podcast and thanks for tuning in. Hey gals, welcome back to Working Gals Guide. I am your host, Simran Prahar, and yeah, thanks for joining in once again. Today's episode is going to be a good one. I have an awesome guest here today. So her name is Samantha Savoy. I actually met her through a Girl Boss Collective, and I know a lot of people actually don't know about the Girl Boss Collective, but I would highly recommend Googling it, finding it, and joining it if you are a woman, um, you know, who's you know, passionate about their career, which is probably what you are for listening to this podcast. The Girl Boss Collective is a platform that's very similar to LinkedIn. And actually, before I go any further, I do want to say this is not sponsored. They um, did not ask me to say this. I just really, truly do believe in this community and this collective that they've fostered. But yeah, it's very similar to LinkedIn, but it's woman only. So, you know, it's somewhere where you can go to post about your career, ask questions, um, really connect with people as well very similar to LinkedIn in the sense that you can add people to your network. You can chat with them. And that's how I met today's guest, Samantha. We're both from Vancouver, British Columbia, and Canada. That's how we connected because we did belong to the same Vancouver-based collective within Girl Boss. And really, it was just an easy connection. She was so fun to chat with. And after I heard what she was doing with her life and with her career, I said, hey, I need to have you on my podcast. You sound incredible. So here we are. We recorded an episode and I am so happy that we did. So um, so yeah, that was called Girl Boss, by the way. Definitely Google it and join if you can. So yeah, Samantha, she is awesome. She is young. She's in her early 20s, but she just recently graduated university. She studied human resources or HR, as it's usually called. So she gets into the fact of you know what HR is, why she decided to pursue it. Um, She also talks about her university experience, why she thinks that the skills and the personality that she has was suited for HR. So she was actually a college athlete or university athlete. She was a soccer player. She talks about how team sports really made her the kind of person that would pursue HR and really thrive in it as well. We also talk about the fact that she has her own company, which I think is awesome. She has a service called Golden Girl where they do things like LinkedIn audits, They do resume uh, reviews, resume um, essentially creation as well, interview coaching, all of that. And she actually shared some fantastic tips within the episode today. And I think those are tips that actually really anyone, you know, that's trying to spruce up their resume, spruce up their CV, you know, going into an interview soon, you can really take some tips away from that, the episode that we have today, which is awesome. The other thing about Samantha that I really do um, appreciate and I think is just awesome and really makes her a girl boss is the fact that she worked all the way through university in various different jobs. So some of those were in HR, some of those were um, in different fields as well. So for anyone from Vancouver, anyone that is a professional soccer um, fan, Samantha actually worked for the Vancouver Whitecaps football club or soccer team that we have here, working with some other junior teams, um, doing some technical analyst work. So you know, she's done a lot of work. She's worked for places like Lululemon, um, you know, Nike, places like that. So some of those big companies that we all really have probably bought from and love. So she talks about those experiences as well. On top of all of this, she also is pursuing her master's starting in September. 
amazing, first of all, that she's doing her master's, but second of all, the cooler part is the fact that she's actually going to Germany to do so. I do want to note that she is from Vancouver, born and raised. She has no connections, no family in Germany, but she's moving there and she'll tell you all about that. All right. So before we get into the episode, last thing, if you are enjoying the episodes, uh, make sure that you do, of course, tell a friend, share. I love what some of you are doing. You're screenshotting um, on your phone when you're listening, posting it on your Instagram stories. I absolutely love that. Get the word out there. Share these episodes with your friends, your family, anyone who you think would benefit as well. Um, of course, rate, review, and subscribe. I appreciate all the positive feedback. I love it oh so much. It really warms my heart. Um, but yeah, so without further ado, thanks again for joining Working Gals Guide. You can find us on Instagram at Working Gals Guide. Um, but yeah, here's our episode. Hope you enjoy. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining in one more time. Uh, I'm here today with Samantha. Hey, Samantha, how's it going? Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited that you're here today, and I can't wait for you to share your story with everyone. Um, so before we hop into it, do you mind just introducing yourself super quick? Yeah, I'm Samantha. I'm the creator of Golden Girl. I'm also the technical analyst for the Vancouver Whitecaps Girls Program, um, an administrative assistant for AccuPress, which is a metal fabrication company, um, full-time student, and active runner. Amazing. I love the fact that you run. Um, so what kind of like, do you just run for fun or do you do distance running? Um, having played soccer for a long time, more so endurance. Okay, cool. Anything cool. over 10K. Yes, I love it. Are you racing or did you sign up for any races that got canceled? Um, I did kind of try and go professional runner after soccer ended. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I did qualify for Boston. You did? Um, yeah, I did. Oh my gosh, my you have to like done. you have to like have a Zoom call with my mom because she's been to Boston I think four or five times now. Oh really? Wow, that's yes. so cool. Yes. Yeah, it's like, definitely a commitment. Um, and then I placed sixth in the BMO half marathon two years ago. For, oh my gosh, amazing. Yeah. Like sixth overall for like women? For women in my category. So that I is incredible. Is 21 to 25 females. Dude, that's awesome. Like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, we need to run together one day. Yeah. <laughs> I used to From be like a... Yeah, like I used to be like um, a big runner as well. So oh, wow. like, but I've had like a lot of knee injuries the past couple of years. And like, I'm oh. currently like nursing a hurt ankle because I tried to like oh. do too much the last couple of weekends. Oh. Um, but yeah, like I love running, like distance running is my thing. So yeah, like I, I used to run uh, during university on our varsity team in Calgary at the university there. So yeah, like I'm totally like, I love yeah, you, yeah, you oh, wow, nice. yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it's so cool that you were a soccer player as well. Did you play for university? Uh, yeah, I played for Qualen Polytechnic University, so KPU, and as well as UBCO. Oh, so cool. I it was the I same division it. as UFC. Yes, yes. I love it. So cool. Did you grow up in Vancouver? Um, I was born in Alberta, and then I've grown up in between Surrey and Langley. Basically. Oh, nice. Yeah. Amazing. Well, you've done so much, which is why I'm so happy that you're here today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, like, I want to dive into everything that you've done. And so you're currently just finishing up university. Is that correct? You're just about yes. to like wrap up your like final semester and then um, pursue, I guess, like a career afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So after I graduated, I plan to move to Germany to finish my master's. Mm -hmm. or start my master's um I think the options are between 12 months and 24 months so shortly after that I'll be headed into like the real world mm -hmm. um, but the reason why I want to do my master's because it's not necessary um for my profession 
but I want to do it just to get more experience and take that next step to understand people and be exposed to different scenarios and stuff like that. So when I get into like the workforce, I have like the experiences and more knowledge based on just like, you know, going to university and then getting into the real world. Yeah, for sure. That definitely makes sense. And what made you want to pursue HR? Like, you're obviously a very personable person. Um, Like, we just, like, get along already. We just met. Um, But, like, where did that passion for HR come from? Did you always, like, want to pursue it since high school? Or was it more something you figured out during university? Yeah, I think um, originally when I started university, I was in accounting. But having played soccer and having experienced that team environment, I've I've always kind of related the workplace to my soccer teams and in that that aspect and having been taken advantage in the workplace, I didn't like that feeling. And so I didn't want my peers and my colleagues and anything like anyone like that to experience the same situation. And it was like kind of like a aha moment in my first year when I was like, if I, if I'm in HR, I'm able to actually help people in this path and be that voice for others and so it was almost in my first year when I was like wow this all is like a full circle and it makes sense yeah for sure that definitely makes sense and I like that it came out of an actual need that you felt and a motivation and it wasn't just something that you like were like hey like I just want to do it because it sounds fun but like you actually have a story rooted in the fact about why you want to do it which is great um In terms of HR though, like I know a lot of us probably have an idea of what HR is, but for anyone who's listening who maybe like isn't quite sure, like what type of classes do you take in an HR program? Like what are the kind of things that you're learning? Yeah, well, in, uh, I think it might be a little different depending on the institute that you go to, mm-hmm. but Collins um, has smaller class sizes. And so within that, you do your, the normal economics and all of the the business electives and then in your upper years it's very hands-on HR so anything from human relation human relation oh, I can't speak COVID <laughs> <laughs> human relation <laughs> relation um, employment law recruitment and selection uh, labor relations so anything from like laws to like people and like how do you get that organizational development and that chemistry so it's basically yeah. just everything from people inside a company yeah, very cool. Very cool. I love it. Um, and I mean, it's so great that you're pursuing your master's, but you also just started your own company, which is awesome, called Golden Girl. Um, yeah. And for anyone listening, it is spelt golden, like you usually spell golden, but then it's also spelt the girl part, G-H-R-L, like girl, you can pronounce it yeah. girl. And I was so clueless before the call. So I'm like, Samantha, why did you spell it that way? <laughs> And she's like, well, it's HR because I do HR and it's like an HR related company. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so, so silly. (laughs) There's a reason for everything. Yes, but it it definitely makes sense. And I love like the plan words. Like I'm such like a dad joke kind of like punny person. (laughs) So like for me, like I should have like understood this right away and I'm actually kicking myself or not. No, it's okay. you spelt it um but do you mind just going into a bit of detail about what the company does and when you started it as well yeah so originally I started as a blog um but it became almost like a chore and I wasn't really enjoying it but overall like I was really I was pretty inspired by Golden Girl and the name behind it and so I pivoted and I created three services based off of my education right now and just my experiences within HR um, and those three services are 
LinkedIn audit, interview coaching, and resume building. Um, just because I feel like it's super important. And I feel, I feel like a lot of people have this fear behind the interview process and everything that goes about it. And so I want to help people like own that process and feel confident whether it's just searching for a job and not going into it thinking, oh, like I'm just applying, but I don't think I qualify for this. Like mm-hmm. in this day and age, people have to exceed those expectations in order to feel like competent enough to apply. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of want to um, shave that off and be and help people like own that process. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, even for myself, there's been countless jobs, I guess, like I've seen online, like postings, and I've just kind of been like, oh, that looks amazing. Like, I'd love to work for this company, or or I'd love to like apply for that job. But I just don't feel like I kind of like would be the person that's right for the job, because I don't feel like I match all the qualifications they've listed. But I mean, what I wish I did in those moments was apply because you never know and you just never know like what they're looking for. And sometimes it might say one thing on a job posting, but they don't necessarily need you to have everything on that list. So yeah, yeah, and I like love the empowerment that you're giving people. And I mean, for yourself kind of doing this as like a job now and kind of looking at people's resumes and dealing with them and talking to them as they're going through these scenarios do you find it's mostly women or is it a good mix between women and also guys who are feeling um, kind of like they have to match up exactly to the job posting? Um, I think naturally uh, males tend to be more assertive and more confident, whether it's asking for a pay raise or just applying for a job. I think males tend to be more confident within that. Um, but I feel like overall people just don't understand the difference between like a need and a want within a company and so they think everything is like necessary and what you described earlier it's like you know they aren't looking for you have to have this 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 they're just saying like this would be great and if you have this and your personality or you as a person like then that's a full package and that's what we're looking for so it's not just what's on paper it's also you as a person yeah for sure for sure and I mean, I know you're doing this as a business, but do you have any tips for anyone who like maybe is listening and they're thinking like, how do I get that confidence in myself? Like, what should I do? Should I take that step forward? Do you have any advice for those people? Yeah, well, like I originally didn't see myself as like starting a business. And I guess like right now I haven't fully started it just because of our situation and Mm -hmm. you can't run a business if you're on EI and everything like that. Um, But just starting it, I think it just like fell into place given the steps I've taken within my education and my work experience. Like it's what I can do right now to help people based on my level of experience. Like I can't go and consult big time companies because I don't have that experience. Right. But right now I've been through a lot of interviews and I've learned about it so I can help people in that aspect. So I guess for anyone just, you know, being curious enough to just say like, why not? Mm-hmm. Like what's there to lose? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you mentioned as well, you're doing LinkedIn audits. Um, Again, I know you're doing it as a business, but what's like the number one mistake that people make on their LinkedIn profile? Probably putting a selfie as a photo. Oh no. (laughs) I was, um, I joined this general assembly kind of like workshop on LinkedIn audits and just like LinkedIn in general. And that was like Mm-hmm. one thing that they mentioned to me so that's so crazy <laughs> it didn't come from me either <laughs> yes um that's actually really funny I feel like before my current photo which was like a professional ish that's like quote unquote professional that like they took at work um yeah like I had like a random photo that my friend took of me like when we we're on vacation like in Whistler <laughs> <laughs> um and I was like 
yeah, like maybe like I need to replace this and like wear like a blazer or something in the photo instead of like looking like I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's not like the make it or break it, but I, I think naturally as humans, we do discriminate whether we want to like believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And seeing someone in a photo like could go a long way. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely think that as well. And I mean, like, sometimes you don't have time to read through someone's full profile and like you just look at the photo you look at the header and like that's it and you kind of make a snap judgment as much as like we don't want to be biased I think a lot of bias goes into us just like looking at a photo and then kind of judging it um again not that we want to do that and not that like I'm saying I do that all the time but it's natural like you just do it so yeah like that definitely makes sense yeah I think like as well, like the big thing I had trouble with, like when I'm putting together my resume LinkedIn is like, should I include like absolutely everything I've ever done in my life? Like, is it relevant to people? And sometimes like I'm second guessing myself, like, do they really care that I was like part of like this community running club like five years ago and I helped put together like this race or is that super irrelevant because I'm applying to a job in tech and not necessarily like an event directing and things like that? Yeah. And like, I think people often get surprised that employers are also looking for to figure out who you are as a person so what you volunteer and what if say you have volunteer experience and like for example I have a lot of HR volunteer so it it shows what I'm passionate about and what I can like go above and beyond in and that's related to like trying to get an HR job so say for example yourself the running it shows who you are as a person Mm -hmm. more things so it's just like they're able to get a glimpse of who you are so I would yeah. yeah, for sure. And I feel like it also makes a person um, just more relatable in general. Like, we yeah, recently- you're a real human. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you're not just like another face. <laughs> um, like, not a LinkedIn bot. Um, yeah, like we recently hired someone on my team at work. And basically, like the first time I met him, like he almost opened with this. I'm not sure if like he really opened with this, but it was like part of like the first couple things he said. And he's like, I love like gaming, like I love like growing plants or something. And like, he just listed off a bunch of things that he loved. And I was like, I feel like we're just like friends. Like, I don't know why, but like, you just like telling me like what you do, like for fun as a hobby, even though like, I'm not into gaming and not into like growing plants. Like I was just like connected in some way. I was like, okay, like that makes sense. Like I wouldn't mind having you on my team. Cause I feel like I can talk to you. Yeah. If I can talk to you. I feel like I can connect with you and probably work with you as well. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, like one thing I learned um, in the General Assembly workshop was that in the about, it's really important to describe what you do on your own time, but be able to relate that to like the workplace. So for example, um, say someone's in like data analytics, well, maybe on their own time, they really enjoy working with pivot tables. So you've already told your employer that you're really good at pivot tables. And right now in business, like that's a, that's a, that's a key, right? Yeah, yeah so exactly. kind of making the balance of like what you do in your own time and like, oh, but this is great in the workplace too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And speaking of balance, um, I'm so curious because you have so much going on. So how do you personally balance going to school, pursuing a business program, which is not an easy program to pursue as well as your jobs? Because you have two jobs, one with the white caps and one with AccuPress as well. And of course, doing your blogging and now turned into Golden Girl. But how did you balance all of those different elements as well, of course, as training for running and like being insane with that as well? Yeah, um, I think it's just because having been a student athlete for three years, that really taught me and like forced me to be, I guess, better at time management than others. Um, just because we were tr- training 30 hours a week traveling and I was, 
had a job at that time and I was doing full-time school and you have to be able to like chunk your time and focus your mind just on that in that moment and not think about the other things that you have going on because regardless of if you think about them they're still there and so I was able to mentally like chunk my time and also being purposeful in like what I'm doing and having like a, a huge intent behind that moment and so if I'm gonna go train I'm gonna go train hard and if I'm gonna go run it's gonna be great and if I'm gonna study I'm just gonna give that time to studying and so chunking the time is like what's most important with like balancing everything. For sure. That makes sense. And that's a great tip as well. I mean, I think that a lot of people struggle with balancing more than one thing at once. And I mean, it's admirable that you've been able to do it and do everything so well, of course. And I know you've done so many extracurriculars, like we didn't even mention, but like, I mean, you've joined committees, like you're part of communities online and things like that, where you're trying to better yourself for your career as well. And I mean, again, like you've excelled in all these different areas. So again, like super admirable. I love all of it. So um, I just have to start somewhere too, though, because I I know at the start when I was um, a varsity athlete, I wasn't so great at it. But I think just, you know, trying to understand like your intent and your why to why you're doing it for everything that I volunteered or done. I'm like, okay, this is going to help me. So I'm going to do it kind of thing. And so understanding your purpose, I guess, in life also is important. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like every step that you're taking to better yourself is like a step forward. And I think like one huge thing I've come to learn very recently is that like your career path is not going to be linear and neither is like your self growth. And it's like, sometimes you're going to take like sideways steps and backward steps, but nonetheless, like you're accumulating lessons, you're accumulating, you know, like self-worth through these challenges that you're going through as well. And you know, yeah, I mean, we've all seen the quote, success is not linear, but it truly is not linear. And I think that you have to come to that realization yourself. And yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, do you, ha- I mean, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I definitely think that um, obviously through these experiences and volunteering and everything like that, mm-hmm. I personally felt like sometimes like I've almost failed too. And in those moments, you also learn a lot too. So whether it's me messing up, like speaking in front of an HR professional, yeah. or it's like not making a team and stuff and not letting that stop me and like continuing to try again. I think that's like also super important. Yeah, it's huge. And I mean, like, I think that like being an athlete, you definitely learn um, how to lose and you learn how to pick yourself up after losing as well. And I mean, like, regardless, I think of like what sport you're playing, if you played it at a competitive level or even like any level where you were really passionate about it, that's definitely one of those lessons that you learned is like, it's not always going to go your way. And there's also external factors that are at play as well. Like soccer, like it's not just about you. It's also about your teammates. It's also about the other team. It's about even the weather conditions, the pitch, like it's about absolutely everything, you know, around you as well. So it's dealing with those external things and not just focusing on yourself. Yeah. I love that part too. Mm -hmm. I think soccer is really, um, helps me with that and understanding the importance of some failures over others. Like some things aren't as big as you think they are. Mm-hmm, that's very true. You know? Like it's not as heavy as you think. And, and from that, I'm able to like almost get over things a little bit quicker than before. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about, your jobs at the Whitecaps and AccuPress, like what do you do for both of those um, corporations? And um, when did you start working for both of those as well? Um, Whitecaps, I started in 2018 of January. Um, I actually wasn't qualified for the job, funny enough. Oh, really? I, I have no like coaching experience or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the previous person in that position 
reached out to me and asked if I wanted to take over the role just because I was, I, I am very detail oriented and I love working with data. And so they let me try it almost like as a trial and they were still trying to fill the spot. Um, and so basically as a technical analyst, I will go and film the girls play games versus boys um, as like a development chance. And then I will take that um, footage and I will put it into a system called Game Breaker. And from there, for every move and every play um, on my screen, I'll have like codes. And so I'll click, depending on the seven things that the coach wants me to look at, I'll click what I see on the screen. And so by the end of it, I've accumulated all these like clips, 10 second clips of the players. And so they can go back and see their missed passes, their missed mm. um, completed passes or their final acts and everything like that. And so it's the way for the coaches to see where the players are at in their progress and just overall as a team as well. Um, but for me, mainly that role, it allows me to like give back to the sport that created me. It's something that like, I feel like, you know, I want to do this because I wish I had that when I was their age kind of thing. Right. It's like help them in that sense. And so I feel fulfilled doing that. That's awesome. I love it. And I mean, like, I feel like it ties into you as well. Like at the core of you, it seems like you really just want to help other people and <laughs> better them. So, I mean, it makes sense whether you're coaching and doing the technical analyst part of it or golden girl, where you're also helping them in a professional capacity as well, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah and it's cool as well that you're able to tie in, like you said, like the sport that, you know, really created you and make that like also part of your career right now. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It just ties into what I was saying about like the purpose. And so I didn't cut off that job completely because, you know, it, it allows me to help them. Mm -hmm. And it also like, um, helps my like Excel skills and data and everything like that. So I think that's beneficial for HR as well. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I'm actually like, that's something that I didn't realize is like being in HR, you do have to have some technical skills, obviously, which makes sense, but like, it didn't really dawn on me to begin with. Um, but like beyond Excel, what other like technical skills do you have to have? Um, for the white caps role or just like HR in general? In general, I would say. Um, well, right now in HR, there's a lot of applications and softwares out there that companies, if they have the funding, they'll outsource to get the software, which almost does the analytics and everything for you. But um, online and, and within like my courses, we've been almost provided the codes and stuff like that to figure out, given all the uh, employee data, how to like analyze that and take it apart. Um, so, I, sorry, I forgot your question, but basically it is, it's provided to us, but we're able to like manipulate it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. And I mean, like me working in a software, like, like I work at a software company. So like, I definitely like see a lot of people from HR, for example, like not necessarily purchasing the software, but like their company does for them. And it's like, Hey, just go ahead and use this now. And it's like, yeah. you do have to be technical because you have to be able to use the software and like learn the software. And you know, as, as much yeah. as the software is, you know, as user-friendly as possible based on the company that's building it, they're all a little bit different and they have different purposes. So, I mean, like you do have to have some technical aptitude for sure. Um, yeah. which, yeah, I mean, I think that's like pretty, pretty common amongst, I would say any corporate job at this point. Um, but yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Even just understanding the software is one thing, but yeah. I think people can understand like how to use it, but if yes. you're using it in just like, you know, 
the everyday way, you're not really going to find out anything and you're not going to uncover anything. So the important thing is within HR is to find like the hole or the gap, use these um, systems and softwares and be able to like help with the capability and capacity of the company. So un so like manipulating and utilizing it in a way that it's beneficial for the company and not just collecting data. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's like the huge thing. It's like no matter what you're doing, whether it's what you just described or like any other role, it's always about bringing value to the company. Yeah. And it's like you have to figure out where you can bring the value because going through the motions and just doing your day to day is awesome. But if you really want to go ahead and excel yourself and really benefit the company and make yourself someone who's of value to the company, you yourself needs to bring value in some way. And finding those holes is definitely the way to do so. Yeah. And I guess that can only be, um, seen over time too when you're yeah, looking at sure. the value of an overall of a company it, it, it takes those forecasts and those periods to see you know the ups and the downs and so okay. it is an overall process as well mm -hmm. yeah for sure for sure um so I am super excited for you because you're moving to Germany I love that <laughs> I think it's so cool that you're moving um but yeah so when you move to Germany you're going to pursue your master's there at one of the schools in the area is that correct uh, yeah, so I was looking at the school um, called HHL Leipzig. So it's in Leipzig, which is, are you familiar with Leipzig? No. <laughs> uh, it's um, about two hours south of Berlin. Okay. All it's, similar, right. it's got the similar atmosphere as Berlin, so it's very, mm -hmm. like, um, a lot going on. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I want to go over there primarily just because it's another one of those experiences that almost, like, is, like, eye-opening. Um, and it'll be uncomfortable at the same time. And I think that's when you really start to learn about yourself and others. And within HR, it's just about learning about yourself, others, and how like you can utilize that cap uh, capability and capacity to yeah, make for the sure. company run. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's so commendable that you're moving countries and committing to that as well. I mean, that's awesome. And I I think I should have you back on the podcast once you're there, just so we can talk about your experience of like moving and living like abroad, because that's awesome. Um, and of course, about like the education that you're doing too. But um, I'd want to hear about all your adventures, because yeah, I mean, I wish like I was able to move somewhere right now and just like just like have a career elsewhere, because I think it's a great move. And like you said, you learn so much about yourself, and there's going to be good times and like also challenging times as well. So. I mean, it's one of those things where like, I'm sure you had this experience too, but like a lot of my friends went away for exchange during college and university. I like, unfortunately did not. Like I, like by the time, like it really dawned on me that it would be a good experience. I was like about to graduate and they told me if I went on exchange, it would delay my graduation. I was like, oh, like, no, I don't want to delay. So I didn't do it. And I wish I did because all my friends who went on exchange and came back, like changed in like such a good way. Like they became just like more self-aware, like you're saying. They also just like had all these amazing, incredible experiences that they always talk about. And I just feel like it's so much different than just taking a vacation when you're yeah. actually like meant to live somewhere, build like a life for yourself there and learn to just be by yourself and just excel by yourself as well. So it's going yeah. to be a fantastic, fantastic adventure for you for sure. Yeah. And just to touch on the taking school abroad, or doing school abroad, um, I was in the same boat as you where I was like, oh, like, should I do it? Is it going to work out kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And then fortunately enough, last summer, I was able to study in Switzerland for a month oh, um, cool. at this competitiveness and innovation program in Basel. Oh, um, but I was at that point where I was like, oh, like, should I do it? And should I not? Mm -hmm. But I wish they like told us more in first year, second year to just yes. kind of yeah. 
It's like it wasn't really put there, put out there, I don't know, for you. Yeah. In my case, but it was one of the best experiences. Oh, I bet. I bet. I mean, like, so in that program, was it just like a month and like you, you were doing school for the most part or was it like a project that you're working on? Um, it was more so just like every week was a different topic, but it transferred back as like a credit for my university. Oh, nice. So like a course. It was like just like condensed, um, but you also got to do those projects, presentations, and company visits, which was really cool. Oh, so that's awesome. And just like that language barrier was also really cool to experience because if mm-hmm. a lot of people are working in international companies, you're going to have to communicate with those people overseas. Yeah, that's huge. And so understanding like cultures is super important as like what I, I didn't know before, but Switzerland overall is very risk adverse. So they don't like, or they don't often choose to take on that big risk. They're very like, oh, okay, like let's, we're okay here. We're comfortable. Right. But from us Canadians and like the Americans in the class two, we came across as very like blunt and aggressive. <laughs> that's funny I didn't realize that either I had no idea (laughs) that's crazy you're like oh shoot (laughs) so like dealing with that too like how you come across to people or talk to people kind of have to change that or be more aware for sure no that's a huge lesson I feel like one of those lessons you don't learn unless you're actually in there in the moment yeah I didn't experience it (laughs) yeah no I mean for sure and like you said, like, I feel like I was the same way in college university. Like, I feel like it wasn't really exposed to me that I could do exchange or like the benefits of doing exchange. And I mean, like I have like one cousin who did exchange, but she's like a bit older than me. So, um, like I heard about her adventures, but like, I didn't really have people around me saying, okay, like you should do this. And I wish I did. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you did. I mean, Switzerland sounds amazing. I've been there once. Um, and it was so beautiful. I mean, like the air is just so fresh there. Where'd you go? Um, well, we actually, my mom had a race there, funnily enough, oh, that we were talking about running before, but so she ran an ultra marathon um, that- Wow, that's yes, so cool. Yes. And like, it went across France, Italy, and then also Switzerland. So yeah, it was like insane. It was a hundred, no, it was 50, 50 miles that one, I believe. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, she runs ultras. kilometers or something. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And like, so the Switzerland part of the actual race was like overnight. So we simply just drove through and like, we stopped a few times just to like, you know, get some fresh air and like go look at the scenery. But for the most part, like we just did a drive through and then we mostly like had our base in like France and then Italy for her race. So yeah. What an experience. I know. Right. And like, it was fun for us too. Cause like we got to go to like Europe, of course, and like experience this incredible like couple of countries that we visited and yeah, like all because like she runs. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> you should do it one day. It's yeah, I definitely want to do an ultra. Yeah. yeah, it goes across like the Swiss Alps actually. Oh wow. Yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, amazing, amazing. I love your story. Um, I mean, like my last question before we wrap it up because I know we're close to our time. Um, you've obviously worked quite a bit. Um, but what's the best piece of career advice you've been given? Um, probably don't stay silent and just to speak up Mm -hmm. just because like whether I've addressed my opinion, asked a question or pointed out something that was wrong within the company, I've been able to learn more about myself and the workplace and just the same being quiet is the same thing as like uh, taking no for an answer. And so like you're, so if you take, so essentially what I'm saying is like being quiet um, you're not going to get anywhere and you're not going to learn from it. And so you're just going to be stagnant. So why not just take that 
opportunity to whether it's growing as a person or just help other people. Absolutely. I love that. And it's funny because I actually asked one of my friends today the same question, like not on a podcast episode or anything, just kind of like ad hoc. And she said the exact same thing. She's like, don't be like afraid to speak up. Just like say what you're thinking. Just ask your question. And I was like, it's kind of funny that you just said that now too. (laughs) But I definitely agree with it. Someone else wants to ask it, but they're afraid too. So just ask. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like always ask and especially like when you're starting at a new company or a new job or like even a new position within the same company, I think asking as many questions as you can shows that you're interested and that you want to be a good employee and that you want to like understand the product. You want to understand the company. You want to understand the work. So it comes across as a good thing, not Mm -hmm. that you're incompetent and not that you don't understand. It really does come across as like, yeah, like you care a lot about this and like we want to help you because you care. So yeah, and you're just curious yeah. to know more, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, for me, again, kind of going back to like the guy that we just hired for a team, like I'm using his, like he doesn't even know I have this podcast, but I'm using <laughs> him for all my makes awesome be like, I think that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like when he got, he was about to get hired and like, he was like asking like, what are some of like the non-technical skills that we need for the job? Like, you know, like not like the things that we have to like know in terms of like skills that I should have learned at school, but more so like the, the personality things, like what's a good employee at this company? Like, what do they have? And like, my first answer was curiosity. I was like, as long as you're curious, like you will get along fine because you need to be curious. You need to ask questions. And that's the kind of person I want to work with. The more questions you ask, the more you're going to learn. And sometimes as well, like on my team, like I've experienced someone else asking me a question. I don't know the answer. So then we figure it out together and ultimately getting better. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's almost like that um, progressive and like growth mindset of a company, that l- continuous learning environment. I feel like that's when companies really thrive. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Um, I know I said that was my last question, but I actually have one more just because I'm curious. Um, what's your yeah. dream company to work for? Um, probably one of the big four accounting firms. So I think EY yeah. is where I want to end up just because I feel like whether we want to admit it or not we live in a top-down society mm-hmm. and so in order to help the people that don't have a voice you have to be at the top and have some sort of name behind you and I feel like if I'm working with an EI I see the overall like picture mm-hmm. because I feel like they're one of the big like companies that overall in the world with like consulting and everything like that so yes. in order to help everyone or have experienced a lot of things I'll have to work my way up there and through that I'll be able to help more people Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, I can't wait again to interview you when you're in Germany, then again when you're EY being like this boss ass bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting today. I'm like so glad we did this and that we connected. Um, but before we go, can you let everyone know where they can find you and especially where they can find Golden Girl? Um, I think Instagram is probably the best platform for Golden Girl. Um, otherwise goldengirl.com is the website where you can check out the services and contact me uh, via email otherwise I'm also on there personally Samantha Savoy underscore so just Instagram is probably the best way amazing well thank you so much for coming again it was so lovely to chat yeah thank you for having me and I'm so glad the girl boss community was able to connect us yes me too I'm not going to do that.